Welcome to the Theology High Podcast, guys. Today's our devotional. And uh, I do want to uh, send my greetings to all of you guys. I do. I know that I've been kind of MIA, but I've had a lot of things going on. I've uh, I've lost like 5% of my hearing on my right ear. And uh, it's been a little struggle. And it's funny because it's only 5%, but it feels like way more. <laughs> like, it seems, yeah, it's it's really annoying. And uh, we've been, you know, kind of clean up here at the, our, you know, a little, little studio. And it's beginning a little better. And our devotional is going to be called No Catch. Bible reading, Ezekiel. 18 verses 21 through 23 and verse 30 through 32. But we're going to just focus on Ezekiel 18, chapter 18, verse 23. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways and live. I'm going to read that again. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways and live. Two older guys show up on your front porch on Super Bowl Sunday. Can you imagine that? The audacity of those people just to come into your into your dwelling on Super Bowl Sunday? That's rude, man. They introduce themselves as, I don't know, let's say Denzel and, and Jose. One of them holds balloons. The other points a microphone at your face. A TV camera crew seems to be filming everything. A big van is parked in front of your house with prize patrol painted on the side in big letters. Congratulations, one of them says. You just won $11 million. You roll your eyes. Yeah, my mother's the queen of England. One of, one of the guys chuckles heartily. He holds a cardboard check about the size of Nebraska. Here's your winning check. He extends it in your direction. You shake your head and start to close the door. Look, you say, halftime's almost over. I know, because halftime, I mean, especially these past couple of years, has been lame. All right? Garbage. I'm going to say garbage because it, it's been garbage. All right, sorry. I got to get back into uh, back in my house. You start to close the door. One of the guys wedges the, uh, a foot in your door. This is for real. He says, we really want to give you $11 million. Look, you're wasting my time, all right? Now go away before I call the cops. And you slam the door. Now you'd never act so rudely, of course. And you'd at least take, at least take that big cardboard check and try to cash it, right? You might be a little suspicious, but you wouldn't blow a chance like that, right? Or would you? In some ways, we all do that. Day after day. Oh, and Denzel and Jose don't appear on our doorsteps every day. But God does. And like the two guys in the story above, God just wants to give us good things to make our life better. And to make our future secure. Over and over again, he tells us, that he loves us and just wants to do good to us. 
over and over again, he pleads with us to trust him, trying to convince his aim is not to hurt us, but to help us. But we often close the door in his face. We make choices as if God is trying to spoil our fun. We act as though he's trying to fake us out, like there's a catch to his offer of a better life. We seem to think the wrong choices are more desirable than the right choices, as though God were trying to keep us from having fun. But that's not true. In fact, God is not trying to spoil things for us. He wants our life to be good and enjoyable and rewarding. He wants to save us from disappointment, destruction, and, and death that sin causes. I don't want you to die, he says. I want you to turn from wrong choices so you can really live. I want you guys to reflect on this. How is God like the price patrol? In the story above, how is he different? Do you have trouble believing that God loves you? That obeying his commandment will protect you? That wrong choices will hurt you? If you really trust God's love, how should that affect the choices you make? And that's true. How many times has God come into our hearts or our porch? And say, hey, uh, I'm just here so you, so you don't feel lonely. I'm just here to fill that void that you've been trying to fill it up with, you know, drugs, alcohol, addictions, desires, your own desires. I'm here to fill all that. And sometimes we're like, nah, I got it. And we're struggling. We're struggling in life, and yet we're saying, nah, we're good. Instead of him driving, we're like, nah, I, I know a better route. I know a shortcut. You're telling the person you're you're telling the person that created those ro roads that you know better? You're telling the person that created those ro roads that somehow, and it's funny because sometimes we act like we're the ones that build those roads. And we're like, nah, we, we don't need you. We got it. And when we're stuck and, and don't know where we're at or, or how we got there, then we want him to take over. That's just being human. I'm not saying that it's right. But our pride things that we know better our pride seems to know better than everybody else and that's just not the case there is no catch there is no catch god wants to be in your heart he wants to you know he he knocks at uh you know at your front door and says hey you know what there's no catch i just want you to live forever in peace and we're saying, nah, we, we know a better, a better way, a better, better route. And that's just not the case. That is not the case at all. He's knocking, saying, where are you? I want you to be, be with me. There's no catch. I just want you to be with me. But some, oh, there's, I can't think about it. But there's one, there's certain people that will say, well, see, there's a catch right there. 
I wouldn't call that a catch. If you want to live for Christ, you got to be different. You got to look different. You got to smell different. You got to look different. It's like every other job. If you work at Starbucks or if you work at a grocery store, they all have their their uniforms, even the military. By the military uniform, you can tell what branch they're at. So the the way that people see us, they need to have that feeling, oh, you know what? There's something different about you. Are you a Christian? You know, even right now, there, there's not that many people that want to worship God. There's not a lot of people that, that would open the door and say, you know what? Come in. No matter what I'm doing, no matter if it's Super Bowl Sunday, that's not that important. The most important thing is for me to open my heart, let you come in, because my life is going to be way better with you. If you really trust God's love, how should that affect the choices you make? If you really love God, just bow our heads and pray. God, help me to make the right choices. And really live for you. I know that sometimes you you come to my porch. You come into my, my heart. And you're knock, knocking and saying, can I come in? I know you're not going to forcefully come into our heart. Because it has to be a, our choice. So, Jesus, help me to recognize that you love me and that there is no catch. I guess the catch would be to live a happy life. And we want to know who you are, God. We should want to know who you are. We should want to learn and and love you. Because you are the one that created us. So God, thank you for everything that you've given us. Thank you for another day of life. Thank you for protecting us in our daily lives. Even though we sometimes forget that you're at work in our lives. And help us. Help us to open that door and, and not be so cynical. Thank you for everything, God. We praise you. We glorify you. We thank you because of who you are. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Have a good one. And we'll see you guys on the next one. God bless you guys.